need to get it together. <laughs> I know, it's happening. Hello, I'm Izzy. And I'm Jessica. And welcome back to The, the Greatest, Greatest Genre, aka Romanticy. Yes. Where we will be reading. We will be rereading. Rereading. Dissecting. And fully losing our minds over the exhaustive works of Sarah J. Mass, starting with A Court of Thorns and Roses. Today, we'll be focusing on Akatar, chapters 32 through 36. The first portion of the episode will be completely spoiler-free. We're going to talk about the events that happen within those chapters and this episode and previous episodes, sharing our thoughts, analyses, referencing all of those events. Second portion is going to be a very different story. Spoilers abound. Many, many giggles. Many giggles, <laughs> many spoilers, many theories. For those of you who have not already torn through Akatar, Tog, and CC, you do not want to be exposed to part two, and we will give you a very clear warning when to exit the podcast. Yes, we will actually, we will be releasing this episode in two parts, mm -hmm. just as we did with episode six. So we will include that disclaimer at the beginning of part two, just in case. So that you don't accidentally trip yourself up. Because we respect everyone's boundaries, and if you do not want the spoilers, we will do everything in our power to protect you from them. Correct. Some quick housekeeping notes before we get started. An adult content warning! Yeah. Yes! <laughs> this podcast, like <laughs> the series itself, does from time to time contain adult language and adult content. Mm -hmm. So, if that is not your thing, if you are not an adult, <laughs> then this is perhaps not the podcast for you. But we hope that it is, because... Certainly the podcast for us. It's it's our favorite thing, and we have we have a we have a good one today. We do. And then finally, if you have not already, please, please, please subscribe to our podcast and our YouTube channel. You can listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, apparently Google Podcasts, Google, Amazon Podcasts, Amazon, Overcast. You can oh. find us on the TikTok. Really? Anywhere. <laughs> As well, yes, we are now on TikTok. You should be proud of us. We're millennials. It's really old, Jessica, just to be clear. <laughs> I opened it for the first time today. <laughs> she had to show me how to start one of those one of those thingy-majiggies. Anyway, I digress. You can follow us on Instagram at the underscore greatest genre. Yes. On Twitter at greatest genre. On TikTok at the greatest genre. You can email us at the greatest genre at gmail.com. Or you can leave comments really yes. anywhere. We are... We're watching. We love to hear from you all. But yes, our Instagram is definitely probably the most reliable place. The main for source of truth, if updates you will. Mm. And links to any of our other channels. Instagram is a very good place to go. Correct. And speaking of comments, please keep them kind. We love this genre. We love the community. And we can all disagree on which Faye is finest while being respectful of one another. And now, Jessica. Yes, Isabel. I think it is time to go over the wall, yeah. go back and to Prithian, and under the mountain, and head under. into chapters 32 through 36 of A Court of Thorns and Roses. All right, here we go. I've got, I've kept him short and sweet, but I put a little bit of the spice back in there. I just you, love I your flair. Oh, I'm so glad somebody does. I am obsessed with you, as you well know, so. <laughs> <Stop it. laughs> okay. 
Chapter 32. Wait, Feyre? before we begin. Oh my god. Let's I, cheers. Every time I, I know, get We have so to get better about up. that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Chapter 32. Feyre has arrived back to the spring court and it is a mess. A disaster. It's not pretty. She reunites with Alice, who seems to be the only one around, and Alice spills all of the tea, finally, about everything that has been going on in Prithian. There's a lot to unpack there, which we will do. Mm -hmm. And at the end of all of these revelations, which leave Feyre pretty shocked. As rightly so. Yes, exactly. But at, at the end of all of these revelations that Feyre receives from Alice, Feyre demands that Alice show her how to get under the mountain, and she sets off determined to rescue Tamlin and Lucian. Very gallant. I'll call Feyre. She's a brave one. Um, chapter 33. Feyre journeys under the mountain. Well, she journeys underground towards the mountain, and it is dark and scary. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter 34. <laughs> Amazing stuff. <laughs> I'm not joking. It's literally the only sentence I have. <laughs> Chapter 34. <laughs> Feyre is caught by the Ator in, these, in this sort of network of underground tunnels leading her towards the mountain and is brought before Amarantha. And in a really very disturbing and dramatic sequence of dialogue, which we will, as always unpack in excruciating great detail. detail. <laughs> Feyre makes a deal with Amarantha to free Tamlin so long as Feyre completes three tasks or solves a riddle. Feyre then takes a pretty nasty beating and is thrown into a cell. Chapter 35, Feyre wakes up in said cell. She is beaten and battered and broken up pretty good. I think my good. note says Feyre wakes up in what only be described as a fucking state. <laughs> Yeah, she kind of seems like she'd been through a meat grinder. It's, yeah. uh, it's not fun. It's very, actually, my next sentence is two words. Very bleak. Very bleak. Very bleak. Lucian sneaks in to heal her. It's very hot. Always? It's just always very so hot when Lucian problematic. is Feyre is then hauled back into the throne room where Amarantha has resand torture Lucian until Feyre gives up her real name since it is not Claire Better. No. And then Amarantha presents her with the riddle, which stumps pretty much everybody, and um, mm-hmm. Feyre goes back to her cell. Chapter 36, the first trial, arrives, and Feyre has to battle a very <laughs> nasty, very large worm, and does, in fact, come out victorious against all odds. And... Uh, as she is hauled back to the dungeon, she hurls a piece of bone at Amarantha. So many defiance. things to say about the worm. Uh, we're going to get to the worm, don't you worry. But that brings me to uh, the conclusion of our chapter summaries today. Amazing stuff, Jessica. Thank you very much. <laughs> I had a lot back. of good content to work with, so I really, you know, it's, it's all Sarah. So should we jump right Ooh. into chapter 32 and the state in which... The spring court is in. You know, I don't really see that we have a choice. Yeah, we can start at the spring court. My notes really started with the history that Feyre is... Receives from Alice. ...is given from Alice. I had just a few notes. My notes mainly start there as well, but as she's inferring what's happened to Lucian, Tamlin, she's... I think that that's still alive. It was giving us a little bit of those survival skills that Mm -hmm. she had honed growing up 
and those are the skills which help her survive the worm ex- the <laughs> which one is worse the worm or the boggy oh no that's a tough i think the I boggy think has the, the worst name but the worm i think we have to wait until we get that to fully okay. dissect but even as alice is telling her the tale as she's as she's explaining everything that has been going on the last couple of chapters favorite the entire time is looking for signs of struggle she's saying does it look like this person like is there blood wherever like she's actually really really focusing on all the details of her surroundings and it's just reinforcing her skill level and how that keeps her no i think that's a great observation and i think we had kind of i think it was a great way for sarah to remind us that mm-hmm. this is really who Feyre is. She's teeing her up for the She's next been, couple of chapters we've, a bit. We've gotten used to Feyre. Happy Feyre. Happy, floaty, fairy Feyre. Which she deserved. Which is great, but yes. I think I think you make a great point. I think this is a very organic way for SJM right back into that to mode. remind us mm-hmm. that Feyre is this very Savvy. instinctive, mm-hmm. sharp totally. survivor. Yes, so that's just a couple of things that I picked up with with the language that she had. And while Alice is explaining, she then goes into the story about Amarantha. Yeah, so Feyre is finally getting all of the answers. She always knew that there was more going on than what Tamlin and Lucian were telling her. And we do find out why they weren't telling her I mean, verbatim, Alice says, we were not allowed, Tamlin was not allowed to breathe a word of this to you. None of us were. Everything that they told you was everything that they could tell you. Yes. So we that have to give Tamlin a do. little bit of grace. We do. But we do. Yeah, some of his actions I still I still struggle a little oh, bit. No, I but have some I have some notes for yeah. Tamlin as well. And I'm I'm for all of the I don't want all of the, the resand I don't want the resand brigade to come for me too hard. Because I am gonna be fair. Yeah, of course. In my literary criticism of both characters (laughs) but i think we should summarize the story that we hear from alice about amarantha yes i yes i want to talk for a considerable minute about (laughs) amarantha's history because it is really important and it's actually quite rich so first of all before we get into it how do we think we pronounce her sister's name clithia clithia yeah clithia i think it's clithia i think it's clithia Okay, I thought we should just it's get that out of the way. definitely not Clidia. That would be unfortunate for a number of reasons. Mostly because it would be very impossible for you and I to talk about her without <laughs> giggling on this podcast. So we're going to say Clithia. Clithia, got it. Okay. Yeah. Do you, so to summarize quickly what Alice explains to Vera, she gives Amarantha's backstory. Well, first of all, Amarantha was Highburn, one of, one of Highburn's the assist generals. generals. Mm-hmm. Which... Shout out to Highburn for making women generals in your army. It's true. Gotta say it. Actually, some of the greatest villains in these stories are women. Well, that's because we're that's the reading, cleverest. We're reading a Sarah J. Mass novel, <laughs> and that is why we love her because of strong female characters. Leads. Let's say it again. But Highburn is a man, right? Ruling a kingdom, so, um, and a he male. has a male. I'm so sorry. <laughs> unforgivable <laughs> he has appointed this female as one of his generals and i just want to point out that that's you know i respect that yeah don't respect him but respect that uh no <laughs> but you know we love women put being put in leadership positions correct especially in the military fought during the war obviously on the side of highburn amarantha did and her sister clithia 
I guess, was also fighting in the war? Yes. She, I think, in some lesser capacity to Amarantha, but she was there, basically. And she seems to be the only being, really, that Amarantha... Had any sort of affection towards. about. Correct. Besides her own ends. And she really just seems to be a kind of a sadist. Alice says she delighted in torture yeah, and killing because and you know blood. what? Normally when you hear a villain story, you it, it, it starts from somewhere. Very rarely mm-hmm. do you hear a villain became a villain just like out of the blue. But that doesn't seem to be any kind of well, early compel- on redeeming really qualities. The really villains are the <clears throat> ones that have. Some, some nugget of humanity about them. Right. Yes. And there's just none of that here. Besides affection for a sister no, but not even like really a sadist and a sociopath yes so her sister clithia fell in love with the human general jurian i have absolutely no idea how that could have happened during this war it's like when were they crossing paths certainly not at a starbucks alone <laughs> like when was in in a setting where st- they could like be flirting with each other you know what i mean like Perhaps i just have a, a, a tryst and an, it, you always do <laughs> i just have a lot of questions about how this came to be so yes clithia fell in love with jurian who pretended he was in love with her too but he was really just using her for information then when Which he had I kind of get if amarantha is your sister and the fae are enslaving the humans you kind of gotta do what you gotta do okay i just want to make sure i'm understanding this correctly so you are taking the side of the mortal man who... I'm taking the side that's not Amarantha. lied. This isn't Amarantha. This is Clithia, who is not Amarantha. No, I feel bad for Clithia. Actually, I feel devastated for her. And Jurian lied to her and used her, and then he tortured and butchered her. Okay, when you say it like that, I'm obviously not taking his side. Okay, that's why I wanted to clarify. And when Amarantha heard about this, and what I find really interesting is that Alice said she couldn't bring, bring herself, herself to forbid Clithia to from seeing see him, him or from killing Jurian or anything like that. But when she found out what Jurian had done to Clithia, and by the way, Alice does mention I would just that, like she, to clarify. that she scattered bits of Clithia across Prithian for Amarantha to find. Jurian did or Amarantha did? Jurian did that. That's horrible. I don't disagree with the method of finding out information. I disagree with everything that came after that. Who hasn't slept with someone for a, not for that, but for other reasons? Even (laughs) honeypotting. I'm just saying at a time of war, (laughs) there are worse things you can do than, than have sex with the enemy. An enemies to lovers well, trope. we all love the enemies to lovers, <laughs> but that's not what this was. I mean, everything that came after that was wildly inappropriate. Okay, I'm just just saying, to be clear. I think clear. his intentions were, anyway. were always nefarious. Yes. I love this quote, though. When Amarantha found out, Alice says her rage could have brought down the skies. I know. And I, we and you love can see female it. rage. And also, just based on how she is in later on chapters, you Ooh. can just visualize it as well, can't you? Yes. No, it's great. I can see, and I can see the montage. I know, me too. When they're playing out across it, the scene, and, and it's like the and the sounds and are Alice's sort of muted voices and out, over right? telling the story. But you just get great shots of whatever actress plays Amarantha, just like screaming, screaming. into the sky. They yeah. need to hire you for the Hulu special, Jessica. I'm, here. I'm waiting. <laughs> <laughs> but the King of Highburn forced her to stay her hand because she was a soldier at the end of the day and her Mm -hmm. orders were elsewhere. But eventually, we actually find this out from Lucian, I think the details of it later in these chapters. 
But they did eventually have their one-on-one, Jurian and Amarantha. Jurian, Jurian did, did not, not come out very on top. long. <laughs> Once it was just the two of them on the mm-hmm. field, Jurian did not last very long, and Amarantha hauled him off and and basically quit the war effort for months and spent months torturing, torturing him, him, which is just horrible. I mean, it's enough to enough to make your bowels watery and, don't you think oh jessica we need to talk about that later because i need her to find a different way of saying that someone's nervous it's just i'm sorry i saw an opportunity i had I to take just, it and did, watery I bowels i won't do it again by the end of the torturing mm. she decided to honor clithia's promise to jurian that he would live forever by taking and a finger took, bone. She took a finger bone and an, and eyeball. an eyeball, which now lives she in a ring on in her ring. finger. And somehow using some kind of spell. Because she's work. quite powerful. I have, I, I have some notes about that. I want to dive into her powers, actually, because it was really interesting to read back about how her powers differ from that of the High Lords. Mm-hmm. But through some sort of spell work, she managed to trap Jurian's consciousness. consciousness so he's just been chilling for 500 of, years yeah kind of like I think of that also as like his soul is now trapped on her body indefinitely so she is seems like a lovely woman <laughs> really fun to be around yeah so that's our that's our first bit of information that Alice dumps onto us and you know via Feyre mm-hmm. and then after explaining about who Amarantha is and why she's here and how all of this came to be she talks about the hold that Amarantha has on Prithian so it's right. kind of like we get we get and her part of that in the lead up and now we're getting here's exactly what's going on in Prithian and part of that is because she played the repentant emissary she gained everybody's trust again yes after the war oh and she butchered all of her slaves instead mm -hmm. of freeing them and then they all went back to highburn and then about i think it was a hundred years ago well she a hundred years ago she came back to Prithian playing the emissary emissary, gained everyone's trust all the except for tamlin who didn't trust her still tamlin and reese didn't yeah tamlin and reese didn't trust her and i find this to be a very naive move on the rest of the High Lord's part. Yeah. I understand that... It's a story. It's a story and things had to happen this way, but... If I, if it were me, <laughs> well, I would be like... Maybe... Maybe, maybe they need some High Ladies. Anyway. There was a ball in her honor that was thrown. To have all the High Lords in one place. Correct. And then she drugged them and stole all the powers. Yeah, using another, like, curse, another mm-hmm. kind of spell. spell. She had stolen... Put it in everyone's drink. She had stolen an unholy spell book from, from the Highburn. King of Highburn. More to come on that. On that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This is why all of the High Lords are weakened. Because mm-hmm. Alice tells Feyre that because of this potion that they drank in the wine, their powers became prone. They were exposed. And she... And she stole, stole them. Stole them all. Interesting Although she doesn't know, actually have full access to she them. She cannot wield them. Yes. And so so this gets into my notes about this. It, I think it's really interesting. The High Lord's magic is all very unique to their courts. Mm-hmm. And it's almost, it seems to be a byproduct of the High Lord's relationship to their court, their like people, the, uh, their land. The land, yeah. Which is... You know, Which would explain why she has no access to it since she is not of well, Prithian and also... But it also makes sense. Like, I love that rule because it makes sense. Like, that's why 
Tamlin has to do what he does on Kalanmai because he has to read like the magic is just as dependent <laughs> stop the magic is just as dependent on him as he is upon it yeah like it's a very interconnected a relationship their power and and the earth and them as individuals like and Alice tells her magic likes rules mm-hmm so I think that's why she can't wield their powers. She can lock them away, but she cannot wield them herself because they it's are like, not hers. It's almost like her powers are more like a witch. Like yes. she needs... Mm, I'm sorry, okay. what? Oh, a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> she now rules as High Queen mm-hmm. because she has, been a, she has managed to subjugate. And I also think that it's why she created this kind of bastardized court under the mountain because I I don't think the magic of the land would have allowed her to take up residence in any of those other courts. She picked a place of neutrality. Because that power belongs to that high Mm -hmm. lord. And so I just just found that to be really, I was, I was very impressed by that subtle, we love, we love it. And we love when the magic system makes sense. Mm -hmm. I think it's a very well, crafted magic system that she's woven here. No. SJM really is a genius when it I comes really to this kind it. of stuff. I thought it was very well And Paul Farah is sitting there listening to all this being like, oh my god, I was missing all of this. Yeah. I have a couple notes about how like Alice gets really angry at Farah. I think Alice is just really angry. I think Alice is, first of all, she's scared and she's sad and she's now got to find her boys and well, and survive. I think a lot of people are in the spring court are very frustrated with the fact that they came so close, mm-hmm. and then Tamlin sent her away. Yeah, I I don't think it's fair to be hoeing accusations at favor though. She's em- she's emoting. Alice is emoting. She mm-hmm. has not been able to speak frustrations like this for years. Right. But she gets mad at Feyre being like, "If you hadn't been so blind to your own heart." And it's like, who hasn't been blind to their own heart before? I get it. She's angry. But there's a lot of anger towards Feyre. It's especially earlier from Lucian and now from Alice. I don't think it's fair when Feyre was asking more questions and she was being denied those answers to then get angry at her when she didn't put the pieces together like yeah. in the nick of time and she was literally drugged and put in a carriage and sent back to the mortal realms. Well, and I also think <laughs> it takes the romance out of it a little bit if you found out that you were like a piece on a chessboard right. without knowing it. So that might have even stalled things further if she had figured it out. I think, I, I agree with you, this is not Feyre's fault in mm-hmm. any way, but I do want to counter that I, I think Alice is just having a moment a, a really Also, she's having a really bad day. <laughs> she's having a really bad day. We find out that her boys are in hiding, their parents are dead. Mm-hmm. I mean, she is... And does she go over the curse in this, too? Does she yes. explain the curse? Yes, she uh, explains the curse on Tamlin. That's the next section that I have here. So after Amarantha takes the High Lord's power, establishes herself as High Queen, she's now trying to politic, basically. Mm. And Tamlin sends Lucian to treat for peace with her and say, just leave us alone. Amarantha, anyway, it, this... It ends badly. This does not end well. Lucian tells her to, like, crawl back into a shithole or something like that, which is Amarantha ends up hot. torturing him. She car- she pulls out his eyeball with, with her, her fingernail. own fingernail and then Scars scars his, his face. face. Sends him back to the spring court. Tamlin apparently vomits, which is a detail that I feel like Alice could have left out. Uh, yeah. 
Not hot. No. No. <laughs> Not great. And then Amarantha decides to throw the... The bowl and talons on her to, like, apologize or whatever. She throws the mask ball so that everybody wears masks and Lucian doesn't feel bad about his messed up face. And is this kind of where you're like, people, (laughs) can we please put two and two together? How many balls does this woman have to throw before you guys catch on? (laughs) We realize she does not mean well. A party with Amarantha? (laughs) I'm RSVPing no. No, thank you. No, not ever. Like... And then how does Alice say that the curse can be broken? So at this masquerade ball, Amarantha says, she tells Tamlin that she wants him to be her lover and consort. And, you know, and then all will be well. And Tamlin says, I would rather marry a human. I would rather take a human into my bed than you. And then he says, just a little, ouch. Yeah, for us. Tough. And then he says to Amaranth that even your sister preferred the company of mortals to you. And that apparently seemed to be just too far for (laughs) Amaranth because she laughs and laughs and laughs. And then she says, okay, I'll make you a deal then. She gives Tamlin seven times seven years to find a mortal girl with hate in her heart for fairies. So right. much hate the whole... that she would kill one of Tamlin's men, specifically, it had to be one of Tamlin's mm-hmm. men, in an unprovoked attack. And then he had to find this girl who killed one of his men, make her fall in love with him, and he had to fall in love with her. Mm-hmm. And then if that happened... She had to declare his her love to his face, basically. Yes. And the curse yes. be broken. And then the curse would be or, broken and he would get his powers back. Or he has to sleep with her. With Amarantha. Um, oh, he has to be her lover, her con- his consort, yeah, right? Yeah, I guess I guess if he became her lover and consort, everybody's masks would come off. But I don't think she was ever intending of, on giving him his full powers back. Because they are more powerful than she is. Like, she has all of this knowledge of spells, and she does have some raw power. She's using everything that she, she's, like, she's fighting dirty. She's using everything that she's got in her arsenal to make sure that she can stay level. She is as, and and Feyre asks Alice, she says, is Tamlin stronger than her? And Alice said yes. Yeah, I think all the High Lords are. They are. When When they're not in their weakened state. Correct. So this kind of brings us to everything that Feyre now knows, and she's mm-hmm. reeling, of oh, course, I mean, as we all would be. And so yeah. she, and she has this crushing sense of of failure, of guilt. I mean, it kind of reminiscent it's, of the first few chapters where is, she feels yeah. like everybody's fate was on her shoulders, and mm-hmm. she's let them down. And what does she do? She decides to go after the man she loves. To go and, him. <laughs> and it's a really, it's a really awesome sort of reverse of what you typically see in a fairy tale, right? When the guy goes off to Of the man riding up on the white horse to rescue the damsel in distress. I think Mm -hmm. it's really beautiful the way that it's kind of reversed here. Yeah, and I think it's really lovely to read about just her determination and her unwillingness to say, to back down, basically, when Alice tells her, I don't even remember how many times in this chapter Alice is like, you will die. When you go down there, don't go. And she is like, tell me the, tell me the way. And, and I also me. love that it's not that she is like fearless. Like she is afraid. afraid. And that is woven into every single sentence. I mean, her knees she are shaking. She is terrified. She uses the wool to 
keep her upright. She she is constantly, she is constantly fully aware of her own fear, battling mm-hmm. panic and trying to forcing herself to keep her head clear because she knows that the second she gives in to her fear, she's dead. Yep. So there's just some incredible mental strength going on here, some incredible willpower, and some some physical strength as well later on in these chapters too. It's it's just all really. Very I love impressive. this version of Feyre. I mean, I, I, I hate to this say that is, because it's not like her happiest self, obviously, but it is just her resilience that she shows, and it's mm. what and it's what reeled me in right at the beginning to this character. I was character. about to say, I feel like this is really the heart of what sets Feyre apart, apart from the rest of the characters mm-hmm. that we know. Is that she can she can be soft and she can be happy and she can be but she doesn't back away from the fight and artistic but man when she has to Annie up she does so in a really big way yeah because I have some notes about some other characters in the way that they act when confronted with yes I think we both <laughs> so, so chapter thirty three dark and scary tunnels yep dark and scary <laughs> tunnels really nothing to note here um, uh, except for the three things that Alice says not to do. Which is worth noting. Oh, yes. Before Farrah goes underground. She says, she warns her about three things. She goes, don't drink the wine. Don't make deals with fairies unless her life depends on it. And don't trust your senses. And then she also well, reveals. Trying this to do in, at which first. She does really try. Really hard. She tried. Uh, and then she does reveal one thing that she says that there's one part of the curse that I cannot tell you. And even me saying I can't tell you yeah, one I part of the she curse. Says, like, she's my like my bones, bones are re- like rejecting crying exactly. out against it. Yeah, and then, yeah, just Feyre makes her way through the dark until the actual finds her. Very scary. The actual is very scary, um, and and, I, and eerily similar to how she to painted how it, she I painted him before. There was one little note from this chapter that I did that I did pick out, which was that I love that Feyre tells Alice to go to Nesta should she need oh, protection. Oh, yes, I did love that. She goes, like, I knew without, without a shadow of a doubt that Nesta would protect her. I believe, I believed that, And too. I just, whenever when I was reading that, I could just hear Nesta, her lines in the previous chapters being like, yeah. it wasn't right, and, like, this would yeah. be right. Yes. Protecting someone when in need. And well, like, and es- Feyre telling Alice, she knows who you are. She knows exactly. everything. And then I just... This was a small chapter, but I did really enjoy the really powerful imagery that SJM evoked. Like, it was going into the bowels of Prithian, of right? Earth. Yeah. And just the guttering candles. Like, Sphere must be so, so, so scared. No, there <laughs> like, was a lot of... imagine going to just what is almost certain death. I, I, I mean, I thought a lot about Lord of the Rings, about... I was, Frodo was and Sam some, in the tunnels with some, the spiders. I thought about... Mines of Moria a little bit. Mines of Moria. I thought about in The Hobbit when, when Bilbo is in the tunnels where he encounters Gollum. Mm-hmm. And lot. So there was... Yes, there, there was, was a language, lot of imagery. like hissing, braying, like guttering candle. Like it yes. just seems incredibly ominous, which is all brought to fruition when... The Ator catches her and presents her in chapter 34 to Amarantha. Yes, I have. We meet the, the Ator. Yuck. No thank you. Very scary. Ew. <laughs> I never wanted to touch me. Yuck. So gross. So she's hauled into this throne room. And Amarantha is just immediately such a good villain. Like, you fucking hate her. Right off the bat. At least I did. Like, the depths of her cruelty. Seeing Claire Bedor, like, up there... 
Yeah, I did want to talk about that. My my second note is that Tamlin is catatonic. Literally does not say one thing. He doesn't move. Doesn't, he doesn't even blink. make eye contact with her. And this is what we get the um my bowels turned watery phase phrase. Oh, <laughs> I thought that was with the worm. No, it was it was it was here. I think it's when Emran starts threatening her or when she thinks that her torture is imminent from the atoll, which it is. Well, yeah. And and listening to Amarantha talk about torturing Claire. Calls her, like, her cries sweet music. And she and she's like, my sweet Claire, my dear Claire. I can visualize it so well in a film. Like, is she, I mean, this is one of those villains that would be really fun to play. I was thinking about that, too. Like, it would be a blast. Yeah. The villains it's always giving, are. She's giving Cersei Lannister to me. Oh, yeah. I do like that. I don't know what to feel about Tamlin not saying anything. Like, it, it was I, in stark contrast with the fact that Feyre was immediately like, I don't care. I'm going after him. I love him. Yeah. And her determination and her resilience. And then to be met with that. So let's just, because and I'm trying I, to I think, think about I it have, from his point of say, view. I think I have the same notes as you do at the end of the day about his choices during this sequence. But he's also terrified. I think at the very jump, he has just watched this poor human girl be tortured tortured for days and days and days. Because Amarantha thinks it's Feyre. Because Amarantha thinks it's Feyre. So Feyre walks in, and I think Tamlin is like, if I react at all, that's exactly what's going to happen again, if not worse. What I don't understand... Maybe if I don't react, she'll get a clean death What I don't understand Mm. is why he continues to behave this way under the mountain even after the deal is struck yeah and amaranth and amaranth has given her word and everybody knows who everybody is mm -hmm. and you can't just back out of a fairy bargain otherwise bad things happen right in this initial scene i understand why he is just keeping himself on the tightest leash ever Mm -hmm. because i think he is just so terrified if he gives amaranth any anything slight indication of a reaction that she's just gonna tear Pharaoh shreds. The three tasks. I liked the exchange between Amarantha and Pharaoh. I think they're two very different, very interesting, but almost have female respect for each other. In That's a what way. I'm saying. I yeah. think you know when Claire was hauled in front of her, I think it was what Amarantha is used to. Mm-hmm. She's used to terrified, helpless, mewling, weak humans. Mm-hmm. I think Pharaoh sets her back on her heels a little bit. I think she is playing like this really amuses her. But even the next day when she has Feyre brought back in front of her, she's like, I couldn't sleep last night. And I figured out why. It's because I don't know your name. Mm. But I think just in general, this is not, this is not what Amarantha has, has in her mind about humans. And remember, Alice also says she's probably been sending her spies into the human realms to test your strengths, to figure out what your weaknesses are. And so I think Amarantha is trying to do a little bit of recon, if you will, testing here. Yeah. And kind of that's a good point. See what this human might be made of. And so I just thought it was an intro. I thought this negotiation between the two of them was very interesting because mm-hmm. Feyre is going back into that savvy survival instinct part of her brain. She's trying to look for a way that she can get an edge yeah. in this bargain. She knows she's not going to get what she wants, but she wants to at least 
have a fighting chance in whatever this deal is that she makes. There's such different women, but mm-hmm. Feyre also has the realization that she realizes that like Amarantha is also a huntress. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I think I also figured out the one thing that was giving me pause is loving her as, okay, again, don't love Amarantha. Like, as a villain, though, excellent villain. You right? have to have a good right. villain to have a good story. But here's, like, what pissed me off. Normally, with a villain, and the, my favorite villains are those with a code, right? Or, and, or, or it's like, like it's, a it's, it's like a twisted sense of honor, almost. And, like, it's they adhere to the same rules. They have a why. Exactly. They need to have a why. And the one thing that irked me was when they struck the bargain, and mm-hmm. they discussed the... The three trials all solve the riddle. She immediately has Feyre beaten. And, and it's like, it doesn't allow her to, it, unless, like if Lucian hadn't come down and healed her. Yeah. It wouldn't, it'd be over before it even started. And like, for me, it's, it like negates the whole, it negates even having I mean, a rid- she had a broken a nose. I don't think it would have. Getting beaten within an inch of your life? She wasn't beaten within an inch of her life. They broke her nose. It just hurts a lot. I, I hear what you're saying, though. Yeah. This continues in later chapters well, as well. Well, because Amarantha is completely and entirely without honor. And I, I agree yeah. with you. I think the most compelling villains are the ones that do have honor. but In those, their own twisted way. But those inch a little bit more towards the morally gray as mm. opposed to the true villains. Like, think about Voldemort. Like, think about Joffrey. Voldemort, Joffrey, <laughs> Sauron... Yeah. They don't... No, I hear what you're they saying. They don't have a shred of honor. They are true, really just the depths of evil yeah. villains. You are correct. It just really pissed me off. And I guess well, that's yeah, the whole... And I guess that's the whole point. SJM is succeeding. Was <laughs> like, it was, it was nasty. I was like, hang on a second. How is this even supposed to be a thing? And you know what? I wasn't expecting it either. No. She I, says, I really her a thought reading worthy of my haul. I really thought that it was going to be like, okay, Fairy gets to complete three tasks in her current state that she is in. It reminds us that she is a villain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now we're down in the cell. She's got a broken nose, black eyes, broken nose, black eyes. Her, her jaw seems to be in a lot of pain, mm-hmm. which is probably fair. I've never been hit in the face before, so only by a basketball. It's not fun. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. (laughs) Okay, so Lucian comes into the cell and heals her because we find out now that Lucian has healing powers. She has given Lucian back some of his powers to try and... Entice Tamlin to accept her offer. So still on the table is consort and lover. Lover. Apparently apparently Resand isn't doing it for her, which I find... To be... Unlikely. Do we know at this point that he is Amarantha's whore? Yeah, everybody calls him that. Oh, that's right. I got so scared to give spoilers. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so Lucian comes down and heals her and he's like, what are you doing here? You're so stupid. And Feyre's like, I love him. Let's not negate the (laughs) point. I'm I'm already here. So can we just move on? (laughs) Can we just get on with it? She gets dragged back to the throne room. Once again, it seems... That Resand has at the very least omitted truth from Amarantha since he visited them all at the spring court. And Feyre noticed, she's like, Resand knew exactly who I was. Mm-hmm. He did not mistake, like, he says all humans look, look the, same the same to, to me. me. And she's in her she's mind. She's sitting there being like, that's absolutely ridiculous. You know exactly who I am. Right. 
Um, so I did have a little note that said even in her weakened state, as she's getting dragged back into the throne again, she's looking out for escape yes. tactics. She's looking for weakened spots, mm-hmm. things that she could use to her advantage later. And this is when we see Lucian's four brothers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, who were described as tall warrior-like beings with flaming red hair and handsome faces, although they don't seem to be very nice. Hot. Like they could be a fixer upper. Hot Weasleys. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They do. See, I it's mean, listen. I have. I have Weasleys. It's giving tall, scary, hot Weasleys. Maybe like Bill or Charlie, because Charlie is works with dragons. Yeah. And Bill is cool. Like he has a fang in his ear. It's not giving Percy. <laughs> <laughs> No, and it's not giving Ron. Maybe if Fred and George Fred were bad boys, they could be Vanceras. You know. <laughs> I wasn't not into it. We're just going to leave it there. I have more notes yeah. in the, for the spoilers. I think section. my note says we see Lucian's remaining four brothers. We hate them. Do we? Well, that's what my notes. In this chapter, we do. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, no. And like I said, I have more notes for that in, in part two. But Lucian... I'm- I just have to say, yes. okay, so Lucian has come to her cell and healed her. He is now ready to die Again, Lucian, instead of giving Amarantha to, her name. To go back and to the I previous point. And I would like point. to ask the question to the class, <laughs> how has Feyre not switched sides? I do not actually also, understand Why does he point. still not gotten a raise? <laughs> oh my God, you're right. He's not getting a raise. Well, he has gotten some of his powers back. I guess that's a raise. He has got some of his powers back. But if, if, if I were in Feyre's position, I would be seriously asking myself, have I picked the, the wrong correct guy? High Faye, strong jawed male. Have I? <laughs> I think um, maybe no. I, I you know where I stand on the you know, issue. It's like, it's like, you know, switching sides. <laughs> like, I really feel like. This would have done it. I don't understand how she's not even acknowledging the fact. Love is blind. Anyways, that's the end of that. <laughs> I do want to go over quickly <laughs> the riddle. I, that, I, I, I sat there and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> Lucian is literally willing to die. Like she's already down under the mountain. I know. Who cares if she knows Farah's name, but he is willing to die before giving up Farah's name. And to Farah's credit, Instead of letting Lucian be tortured, she, she says Emmerich it right away. Her name and Emirates says something interesting. She which goes I have of more. the old. It's it's of the old she language or something mm-hmm. of her of their old of their of the Fae's mm-hmm. oldest dialects. And I so I have, have more. Note. I have notes about that in part two. Amazing! I'm excited mm-hmm. to hear what they are because I don't have any on that. Yeah, I was up very late last night. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, Amarantha gives Feyre the riddle that can yes. that can basically halt all three tasks doesn't have to do them if she can solve the riddle will you read it out for i me, will read it out for you i have it right here okay great so there are those who seek me a lifetime but never we meet mm-hmm. and those i kiss but who trample me beneath ungrateful feet at times i seem to favor the clever and the fair but i bless all those who are brave enough to dare by lodge my ministrations are soft-handed and sweet but scorned, I become a difficult beast to beat. Sorry, to defeat. 
For though each of my strikes lends a powerful blow, when I kill, I do it slow. Dot, dot, dot. Excellently done. And I, I can't tell. I think I should save my comments for part you two. Should. Okay. You should. And then my final night. I'm just going to read this. I, here's all I'm going to say. When I first read this riddle, I did, I did have an answer that Me came too. screaming to my mind. And then I immediately thought to myself, no, no. it cannot be that obvious. That's I all feel much the same. Okay, <laughs> so she tells Feyre the riddle, and then Feyre, and when she tells Feyre the riddle, Feyre's mind, mind goes foggy, goes kind of foggy. I think Amarantha struggling to she's struggle. I, Amarantha's playing dirty again. I think. I think she's using her magic to make it so difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's not playing fair. She is without honor. Right. So then Feyre has to go back to her cell. She has to Tamlin stay there is for still days, just by the way doing nothing. Doing um, absolutely nothing. And then I just did, I did have one tiny, tiny note that said Feyre did spend some time pondering during that chapter about um, how Resend must have had power beyond belief if he is still able to trap minds in his weakened state. Either that or Amarantha keeps him on a looser leash. On a looser leash. Mm-hmm. So chapter 36. I have. Wait, oh, wait. The worm! <laughs> oh, no. So... So Feyre so gross, so is led scary. to a massive arena with all sorts of with fairies. With a whole bunch of, I just, I just envisioned a whole arena of golems. You know what I envisioned? Kind of like, you know, in the minds of Moria when they're in the, the oh, hallway yes. and then all and of all the, the Moria orcs cu- start coming down, like scuttling like bugs. Oh my God, yes. That's how I envisioned oh, this. Now but I like, want to watch Fellowship. This, I mean, like, we have some time after we finish. <laughs> <laughs> and we have another bottle of wine in the fridge. Oh, don't tell me. I know. Tomorrow's a school day. Uh, <laughs> so there's, like, many tunnels and trench. And I think it's it's almost like ants in an ant I just, right? I need the show to happen. I need to see it on the screen. It would be so cool and so scary. Yes. First of all, we actually see the six... High Lords. We do. We of see Prithian, them. And it's, finally. And it's only, she sort of notices them. Offhandedly. Offhandedly. Mm-hmm. And we, I think we're going to talk more about them next mm-hmm. episode. Definitely. Because there's yes. a little bit more. But worth noting that we finally see them. And then she is dropped into the trenches. And Tamlin is sitting, it's six High Lords. And, and Tamlin then Tamlin's is sitting, sitting next, next to her. And, her, and she's got his, her, her hand, hand on, on his thigh knee. or his Ooh. knee. And you just see red. Listen, <laughs> as a territorial female myself. <laughs> most suddenly <laughs> that would just drive you into a really rage. make me see red. maybe you do well against the vum not the vum sorry um all right we have to talk anyway about it. we, we have we do so the, worm. the midden god worm worm um Will you please I as think well that read we... its description from the book? <laughs> Nothing would bring me greater joy. Wait, 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 wait. Before yep. we do this, I just want to summarize it. So Feyre's first task, mm. Amarantha says, Resan tells me you're a huntress. I think you'll like this challenge. In her sickly sing-song evil voice. And then she's like, she's like, Hunt this. And then she like snaps her fingers and then. Which I have Feyre, to, which I have the, the, to say. The dr- she has a flag. The drama. The drama. Perfectly Jessica, If you were a villain, you would do the same thing. 
<laughs> I have no comment. No, because you can see it's as if SJM wrote it for a movie or like a very dramatic television scene. She goes, okay, I'm just going to read this passage because it, it goes immediately into the description of yes. this, the film. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, so Amarantha clicked her tongue and I whipped my head to her. Her brows rose. Run, she whispered. <laughs> then it appeared. I ran. It was a giant worm. Or what might have once been a worm had its front end not become an enormous mouth filled with ring after ring of razor-sharp teeth. It barreled towards me, its pinkish-brown body surging and twisting with horrific ease. These trenches were its lair, and I was dinner. And I just have to say... If you didn't immediately visualize the massive worm from SpongeBob, then <laughs> you are a liar. <laughs> a liar, an actress. You're a lunatic from China. Fake Louis Vuitton from China. <clears throat> For all the Love Island UK fans that out there. That was Javade, by the way. Yes. <clears throat> we, who we love. We adore. I was also giving, like, the men in black worm in the subway. For me... I don't know if you've seen that one. It but was, it was, I mean, like, it was scary, but it was also, like, you know. It was slightly comical to read, but in reality, let's just, this would be the most terrifying. Oh. Do you know what else well, also, we do you want to know talk my, about? But do you know what else we have to talk about? The mud. Do you know what else we have to talk about? Yes. Fact that, do you want to know what my one phobia in this world oh is? Oh, my God, are you afraid of worms? Earthworms. Why? Have I not told you this because story? Because this? No, because my brother ate one in front of me when I was very small. And that scared you? Let me just tell you, when you see it wriggling going into someone's mouth, it so <laughs> causes some permanent damage. But you were fine with, like, spaghetti? Yeah. Snakes, totally fine. Worms, get the fuck away from me. Weird. Invertebrates. Yeah. Caterpillars. Uh, no. With you there. Just ew. Not down with invertebrates. Anyways. Except for octopi. Cool. Oct- I think it's technically octopuses. Just kidding. As soon as I said that out loud. Oh, no. I'm going to tuck oh. that one away. <laughs> later. I'm so the sorry. Can you, it, can you read it one more time about mm. it's just, description? just the physical description? A giant worm, yes. or what might have once been a worm, had its front end not uh-huh. become an enormous mouth filled with ring after ring of razor-sharp teeth. And we're going to put some fan art up on the screen so you can... Both the serious and, and the comical. And the Spongebob one. Because, <laughs> honestly... That's where my mind immediately honestly, went. Honestly, that's what I thought of. I think we had the, the same The only note. other thing that I did then wait, think about wait, was on, the on, sandworms on. from Dune. Oh, my God. Good one. That actually, yes. But those are not fleshy and brown. No, they barreled towards me. It's pinkish brown body. Surging and twisting. (laughs) Surging and twisting. With horrific ease. No. Actually is just so nasty. It is revolting. Revolting. It is revolting. Especially when. Especially when you find out with the mud that she is in. Yeah, we're going to back up a little bit. Which has like a chalky texture to it almost. It's cold. It's, it's. Like coarse, wet. Almost. It's like thick, and it's some parts of it are like really wet. Basically, imagine the depths of the hell. word squelch. Ew. Was Jessica. used several times <laughs> during this sequence that she squelched through the mud. So if slick that gives you mud, slick, 
and and the smell. Ugh. Oh my god. And the smell is apparently like the most disgusting ungodly. thing she's ever. I think she tries not to vomit multiple times. Multiple times. Multiple times she's <clears throat> trying not to vomit. So she takes off running from the worm through this nasty, disgusting smelling mud. Okay, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. It's worm shit. It's worm poo, and also, <laughs> also that all so decomposing dis- human. So yeah, so well, this maybe worm, human and fairy, but so this bodies. worm layer is essentially just where this worm so, has been. I just have to say, I'm so upset eating, right now. Eating, <laughs> digesting, and excreting. <laughs> Basically anything anybody feeds it for God knows how long. Like this, she is just I, you know, in a it's pretty big. I bet, I bet it's she old. She is just in a pit of worm poo, and she is now its next meal. It's dinner. But because our girl Feyre is savvy as fuck and a let me just, survivor, let me just tell you, if I were thrown into this no, no, situation, we would be dead. I would actually no, no, no. You are afraid of tiny earthworms. That's true. I no. would do. I would not do well in this trial. No. I think the next two. And, I'm, and I'm here to tell you that <laughs> neither would I. Okay, I would collapse, and and just I would be completely undone by this. This is disgusting. No, and th- another testament to Feyre is. I I have another she's note here. From other girls. Feyre <laughs> Feyre has earned for this challenge alone. To Our say, respect to say for the rest else of the about, series about her, like, and everything else that she does. She, in this moment, earned the badass bitch status because, spoiler, in not perpetuity, she survives. But she notices that it is blind, which I, for one, would not have noticed probably because I'd be too busy. Well, she gets stuck in a place mm-hmm. which should have been a death sentence, but because her scent is so masked, mm-hmm. by she realizes the and, poo, it, it over- <laughs> and it and it, it overshoots her. her, and she and then she starts lathering mud all over her, and then she uses the bones that she finds in the mud slash worm poo to create she a graveyard a, of a bone trap. spikes, basically, and yeah. then uses the other bones to stick into the wall and basically create a ladder. So basically, long story short, she kills the vam. The vam, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the vam is dead, yes. After a close call where Lucian's going, on your left, which was giving Captain America and Sam from the Avengers. Yeah, and then she, she, she climbs falls, out. She falls into the, into the den, into the pit where it, it usually like sleeps, I guess. And she finds all these bones. She makes the trap, climbs out, and then lures it back to the den and as she jumps in clears the bones that she's laid mm-hmm. as a trap she does get stuck by yeah, one of them she gets in her a arm. nasty injury and her adrenaline is going so much so that she doesn't, really notice she it, doesn't yeah. notice it right away but she does in fact have a piece of bone sticking out embedded of her in her mm-hmm. arm so she kills the worm <clears throat> And, at, you know, she's on this adrenaline high. I think we all as readers were on a little I bit of adrenaline high. I was sweating. <laughs> and she takes a, a bit of bone. And, and she, she's across the arena. And, and she, she hurtles it, it at Amarantha. And it lands right in front of her and splashes. Which I loved. Worm shit. I loved that visual. She's like, like a speck. She gets it off of her. Um, I loved that. Uh, and I have a little note about that later on in the spoiler section. Oh. Uh, but I had one other note, which I think that you also touched on in yours when we were discussing this. 
with all of the because it's it's not only the high fae that are watching in the arena, it's also the lesser fairies. I think it's mostly it's, the lesser fairies. It's mm-hmm. mo- it's all of these nasty it little creatures, creatures that have been drawn into Amarantha. And I have this one note when one of them says, what's it doing? What's, what's it, it doing? Planning? And it was literally it was Gollum. Gollum. <laughs> I literally pictured Gollum. What's it doing? Precious. Yeah. What's it doing? Oh my god! It, no, was, it was it was it was Gollum times a thousand. Yeah, <laughs> watching Pharaoh with the Midian God, the. <laughs> and then I can't believe neither of us have said at this point. We are worms, worms. worthless worms. <laughs> okay, Lord of the Rings or Hercules afterwards. Don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> and then once this is all over. Resand. Resand. Um, his eyes are twinkling as he beholds Feyre's trap. She sees him smiling at her, and then at the very end, Amarantha oh, and he goes does, and he does. He calls it out when when one of the fairies goes, "What's it doing?" And he and goes, says, "The Middengard worm relies on its scent to see." And Feyre just became invisible, and I believe she makes a she makes gesture? a vulgar gesture, which yes, exactly. So like this, mm. <laughs> or this one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a deep, elegant voice replied, she's building a trap. And deep, then, elegant voices are not welcome at this time. No, especially not Fighting for our survival. Please let me concentrate. focus. None of that, please. And Rude. Yeah, no, she makes, it, she makes an obscene gesture. Um, and then at the end of this all, Amarantha is saying, well, you lost my court a lot of money today, Feyre. She's going through the... She's going through the list of people, and she's like, except, and then she turns over the paper, and she goes, hmm, it's everyone except for one person, it seems, but against you. She doesn't say who it is. Feyre looks down at her arm, sees that it is not in a good state, and she then walks back to her cell, covered in in worm poo and blood and a broken arm, and just, it's not a good situation. (laughs) No, we've left her in a tough spot. <laughs> She's in, a, as we would say, a fucking state. <laughs> it's been a shit show. <clears throat> so I think that wraps up, unless you have any further notes that we skipped, that wraps up our portion one of this episode. Yes. It's been a joy. It has. It's Cannot. always a joy. I know. Isabel. I'm feeling particularly giggly this episode. I'm very excited <laughs> for part two. For those of you who are joining us yes. for part two, we're very excited to deep dive deep dive it's gonna be deep lots of little nuggets Mm -hmm. to parse out here and for those of you who are just beginning your journey through the sjm universe come to us we love you so much (laughs) we're so excited for you and we will be back with episode eight in just a couple of weeks Mm -hmm. Um, and then a reminder that if you haven't already you can find us on instagram at the underscore greatest genre on twitter at greatest genre on TikTok, The Greatest Genre. You can email us at thegreatestgenre at gmail.com. Yes, please send us your thoughts. Let us know what you would like to hear on the show. Mm-hmm. And please, please, please send us your fan cast recommendations. We're going to be doing something special with those at the end of season one, which is coming so Oh my quickly. gosh, how is it already we time? Only have two more episodes of Akatar. Oh my goodness, it's, I, it's, it's been a dream so far. All right, so with that, we are going to sign off and we will see some of you for part two. We look forward to it.